Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my baseball-loving co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode. And today, we'll be discussing every album by... Call me lightning. Call me lightning. Requested by our buddy Drew, who, who also requested our Farrakhan and Medications episode, as well as McCluskey. So check those out. Uh, this mess man is. This a, man has very specific tastes. Boy, does he ever. And it speaks to my soul. Yeah. He's a buddy of mine. He's a great dude. He's, a, he's, a, he's got a great taste. And he requested this band mm-hmm. some time ago, a while ago. These bands should start paying Drew for. Uh, publicity it's not much publicity we're, not lo- much. we're looking much. at 300 plus views on youtube baby that's about it but, but <laughs> still some of the funnest bands to cover i think on this little doodicky that we do but yep. before we get into all that if you want to help us out please love god we need help like the video if you like it share it with your buddies leave comments talk shit it's okay talk shit i don't care just fucking subscribe or do something just let the almighty evil all-knowing algorithm see us uh, you can also find a spotify playlist on call me lightning in the description we got plays associated with almost every episode you can find all those at every uh well what, what, what is our main bread and butter buddy what's our main bread and butter patreon patreon.com slash every album ever please go there if you want bonus episodes all kinds of bonus episodes super duper early access to loose ends episodes 20 percent off all merch like the shirt i'm wearing right now is one of them uh you get to see our schedule in advance you get to vote on polls uh, to decide who we cover next and if you're tier two if you're bigger than jesus then you can actually request artists for us uh that way we actually 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 listen to you instead of uh, us and uh, listen to bands that you like and uh, talk shit about them. That's not always true, but sometimes it's sometimes it's true. So go there. If you want to do that, please do that. Okay. Business out of the way. Call me lightning. Yes. I'm assuming you had no prior experience. No experience. Neither did I. Yeah. Brand new coming in, coming in fresh. Yeah. And uh, well, here's the moment, everybody. How how do you feel? Uh, There's some nostalgia there and uh, I'm, I'm lukewarm. Lukewarm? Lukewarm. Lukewarm. I am not lukewarm. I am in love. Okay, good. And then fastly out of love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm half in love and then half like, ah, it's fine. Okay. Half and half? Half and half. I'm uh, one fourth in love. But the stuff I'm in love with. Yeah. I, I'm like, I, I had genuine, uh, an uncontrollable smile on my face. Nice. Like, God damn it. God damn it. Nice. Uh, I hope I hope we fight when we get to our picks. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I've had a long, exhausting tough you know, week. Yeah, I shouldn't want that, but <laughs> people seem to like that. Uh, you fucking sadists, animals. Uh, so, well, our our uh, our buddy, our good friend, our history guy, Tom Osman, mm-hmm. he he came through. Yes. He came through real hot. He came through, so he's only been with us for uh, what two episodes two at this episodes. point. The, the previous two, uh, uh, Lauren Hill and Septic Death, and he's supplied with a, a flood of information on very, let's just say Septic Death doesn't have a lot of info. No. And somehow found a bunch of info. Well, And somehow this band has even less. less. Even this band less. has even less, and Homeboy <laughs> went above and beyond. He contacted fucking Nathan Liley, guitar, singer and guitarist of Call Me Lightning, for direct information. Yes, also... Thank you, Tom. And, thank you so much. And thank you, Nathan. And also, I apologize in advance. Just turn it. That's, that's like, that, <laughs> dude, that's like the worst part. Because like, the, yeah, he, we got direct communication with this guy. There's a chance he'll see us. And I, I don't I don't like th- that people that I like will hear me saying things negative about them. Mm-hmm. But that's not I don't. It's like it. We're going to not be honest. I have music. Listen to it and talk shit. I don't care. I'm in the same boat by all means. Talk shit about me. It's there. But this is just the, the path I chose. This is, to, same. To, this is because I want to listen to these fucking bands and I can't pretend I like everything. But I can, can, can and will gush with the things I do like. There you go. So you get a little bit of everything, all right? I'm not all evil. I'm just a little bit of an asshole. But uh, that's exciting. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's time for Tom's History Corner. If we're going to jump right into it. Uh, yeah. Like I said, uh, no... 
no emotional or prior attachments to it. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Hell yeah. So if everybody wants to check out Tom's stuff and follow Tom, he's also a musician, a very good musician, great songwriter. He just released an album called So Much for On Day's Work. It's on Spotify and all the bullshit. You'll find a link in the description. Uh, you can also find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Tom Osmond Sounds for more music stuff. And he also, he, unsurprisingly, is a Munich, Munich, is a, <laughs> that's just a Freudian slip because he's from, he's in Germany. Uh, this is a, this is a good ass Spielberg movie. I know. Uh, you know <laughs> he's uh, also a music journalist. Uh, so you can find everything he writes on Substack at Tom Osmond's Whatever Comes Next. Uh, it also explains how he's able to like, get in touch with people and orchestra. Of, efficiently. Yeah. Very quickly and efficiently. Uh, so go check him out and do all that and do all that. So let's see. So this is this is from Nathan. This is from Nathan himself. Uh, uh, he says the band was originally formed by Nathan for himself in third person, hopefully at all times. Uh, Nathan, Shane, Bill. Uh, if I'm going to I got to find the full names right here. Shane. Oh, boy. So drummer Shane Hockstetler. I'm going to go ahead and just assume that's how you that's pronounce that. Wisconsin name they I've are ever seen from Wisconsin. Uh, and. And yeah, Bill, blah, 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 Bill Kutch, 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 K-U-T-C-H. Mm. Not doing well with these Midwest last names. No, I've, no. Aren't you from the Midwest? I know. I don't look at me. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so he continues out. We were all very active in other Milwaukee area bands prior to CML. Uh, Nathan was in a car. So, by the way, we briefly covered on our Farrakhet medications episode they did a split with them it, it was Farrakhet right it wasn't medication yes. the split yes yeah uh Acarso and, and Farrakhet what I remember was liking them a lot very mm-hmm. aggressive very gnarly v- very different from what we're about to get into in, indeed indeed uh so yeah check out Acarso uh Shane was in uh Managra Hero of 100 Flights and Tintoretto. I can even, I can barely pronounce the names of these bands. I wish it was Ventoretto. You don't. <laughs> uh, Bill was in Tintoretto with, with Shane. Uh, all these bands toured and released records while most of the members were in their teens. The first iteration of, the, of uh, Call Me Lightning was called Mazes and Monsters, which was something more akin to prog punk. Long songs, complicated arrangements, etc. That fills it out after about uh, a year. We eventually reconvened and started Call Me Lightning with the same membership. Uh, the earliest CML songs are actually just chopped up and trimmed down mazes and monster songs. Be the Lightning and Ashes to Ashes off the, the first album are good examples of that. That's that, interesting to know. Yes. Yes. That's good to know. Yeah. Because like looking at those songs specifically, I'm like, I can hear it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, prog punk is a thing that barely and almost didn't even exist because no one really Mm-hmm. It, it never really took off as a subgenre. I don't feel like there's some some bands that really characterize what that is. Like the only there's some examples, but the earliest example I can think of is Fear, mm-hmm. the, the record by Fear, because of just the weird time signatures and the really tight, snappy stop and startness yeah. and everything. And uh, Spit Sticks is weird, like machine gun type drumming. And then later on, you get No Means No, which is another great example. Uh, but I don't know a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, I think I may have even done it, people, like, describe songs as, like, prog punk or punk prog, like, um, that that double album System of a Down has. I've heard, like, the guitar player refer to what they did on those albums as, like, prog punk, where mm-hmm. it's all these elaborate ideas, but condensed in two or three minutes. Right. Uh, so... Let's see if there's any other uh, other things before we, we jump in. Oh, everything could cover who who plays what instrument. That's Let's do the- that. It's, it's, yeah, so, of course, Shane. Yeah. So the only consistent members of the whole band are Shane. I'm not going to say the last name. Hawk Stetler, uh, Shane on drums and Nathan on on guitar and vocals. Uh, and he did clarify a couple things. Uh, it's not in front of me right here, but I did read it earlier. Uh, here it is. Uh Nathan always, Nathan always played guitar and did lead vocals. Shane always played drums. And uh, all the bass players were, were always only on bass or, mm-hmm. or, or bass and backing vocals. Because you get a lot of mixed things on Discogs and it, like the, the information is so fucking, it's, it's non-existent. Sure. So it's just like, and it, they, they were always doing these things. They were always on these instruments. And then all like the, the the occasional auxiliary instruments like percussion and keyboard they're played by everybody but there was no uh switching around of primary instruments unlike uh i think Farrakhet was one where like they switched around a lot yeah 
Um, I'll probably bring them up again, but I also think of like Trail for Trail, uh, and you will know us by the Trail of Dead. Oh, right. Where they also kind of moved around a little bit on the instruments they played. So, yeah. And uh, so we, so Drew requested this band, and he also requested, again, like we said before, Farrakhan and Medications. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, a lot of a big soft spot for Milwaukee. I think that's where he's from. Uh, they have like a, I don't know, like a, a lot of bands came from there that had this sort of personality and I can't, essence, if you will. Yeah. I can't think of any bands from Milwaukee off the top of my head. Uh, Cat. <laughs> but like I mean, all the ones that they're, they're listing here, like, oh, yeah. They're, they're obviously not like the mm-hmm. biggest things ever. And, and clearly, like, it was, it was a niche thing and it was a small scene. But, a lot of this spirit, a lot of this really like super complex, but oh, vi- uh, violent chaos, violent fans. There, there's another one that yeah. makes sense in the scheme of. There's a there's a handful of other bigger ones too that I am going to pull up as we speak. I'm doing this slowly so I can fucking actually do this, and I can't do it in time. Okay, no. so okay, I'll note. No, I have to do it. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, I was just like right here. Um, 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 um. The Frogs, Violent Femmes, uh, Bodines. Uh, well, there was like one song from Bodines. Uh, the Guffs, Promise Ring. Uh, uh, I think that's yeah. Uh, so there's a bunch of stuff that I've not heard before, but there's it had its own very uh, that's characteristic scene. Yeah, that's interesting to me. This because of how like like you wouldn't think like Minnesota would have like it. Or, you know, specifically the city, St. Paul, Minneapolis would have like an interesting music scene, but they do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, I don't know, I guess everyone's just in Minneapolis or Chicago and Milwaukee's this interesting middle area for music. It's just the the middle of the country where somehow a bunch of great art comes out of like you, you you put someone alone in the middle of nowhere they're gonna fucking get creative dude like, yeah i i think i do think the coastal cities are super overrated like i mean not not always because you still get like some of the absolute greatest and some of my favorite scenes in in all genres have come from big cities but there's a lot of like underappreciation of like the tiny little middle of nowhere hick towns where this these fucking geniuses came out of yeah it's crazy not that i'm calling these guys geniuses but still like they're fucking great i think they're fucking great yeah uh anyway anyway so uh they had like a, a several other musicians but like um the f- the first two records which i think have a very characteristic sound compared to the, the latter two records uh they had uh bill bill kush on there and the, the the last two records are two different bass players okay uh which we'll get into when, when we get to them but Overall, very uh, brief. Well, it would, they, they were around a while, but short discography, mm-hmm. which also makes me sad because of how difficult it is to put out records when you make this kind of music. Uh, but interesting band regardless. So want to jump into it? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. So and their uh, yeah, their short discography, they only have four albums. First one came out 2004. Last one, 2014. So. If you ready, which I know you are. Yep. Hell yeah. This is 2004's The Trouble We're In. production is very fucking satisfying very satisfying i felt nostalgia oh yeah when that started um all those bass lines dude fuck yeah yeah (laughs) because you know i liked my metal and classic rock growing up but i also had a lot of friends who listened to this like Dancy punk stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's considered indie, but it's just way more aggressive and jagged. I think a band's like Death From Above, The Rapture, um, maybe even Hot Hot Heat, if you are. I really love this. <laughs> this is a great opener. Yeah. It's so, so much fucking energy. And if it's kind of losing his mind on vocals. Very, um, very noise rocky style. Yes. Watch your kill, 
Yeah, I don't know how I didn't hear this in high school because it very much would have been up your alley in heavy rotation. Okay. Oh, that made me kind of like breathe a giant sigh of relief. Like, oh, I, finally I, an album I fucking I, love. Yeah, I told. I yeah, I listened to it before. Uh, also, best personal best personal favorite. This is all right. We're not gonna fight. <laughs> this is one of the best fucking albums I've heard in a long time. It's so goddamn good. I can't believe I didn't encounter this sooner. It's annoying that I haven't. Every song is rules in a different kind of way. Mm, yeah. The, oh man, I'm like really impressed with the riffs on here too yeah and i'm glad uh tom reached out to nathan and we know that like that little prog tidbit because i feel like maybe that explains the the nature of these guitar riffs they're very very complex uh the songs were okay ass to ashes and uh be the lighting so um Th- th- those i mean first of all two great songs the the former is a little bit earlier in the album mm-hmm. super sleazy hooky as shit uh it, it still has i mean like a lot of this this record has a lot of that early 2000s indiness to it yeah mostly the the staccato clangy guitar mm-hmm. like dang dang yeah dang, like that's super early 2000s yeah indie. it is yeah but it does like even though it has that that you know kind of aura to it it de- it it, it has more this is more noise rock to me than anything else yeah the um ashes asses to ashes made me think of like brainiac too like yeah another band from the middle of nowhere um like yeah almost like there there's like that paranoidness to it and but it's dancey and there's a lot of dancey stuff on here that like what's the other one that's fucking super dancey uh horseflies Horseflies, yeah. yeah, that I that one made me think of the rapture the most. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good song. Great song, great song. Um, by the way, before uh, uh, little quick note about the production of this. So well, there's a couple of things oh, because yeah. uh, this was uh, on Wiki and stuff. You'll see that it was released in 2004, which it was September 14th, 2004. But for some reason on Discogs, I think it, it lists as 2005. Let me double check that. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's on Discogs. It's, it says it was released in 2005, which is confusing and misleading. I don't know why it says that, but yeah. it's not true. Uh, and it was, what was it? What was it? Um, it was it was engineered by Pat Liley, which thanks to Tom reaching out to Nathan, that's Nathan's dad. Oh shit! Which that's f- fucking cool. I would uh, never have guessed that. Little little family affair. It's very very cute. I love it. Um, he also apparently uh, his dad Pat also recorded a Carso, which is also like fascinating that this dude's dad was so supportive he's recording yeah. this fucking cack off in his music for his son that's kind of that's kind of beautiful um yeah so we played that opener which is great then i think i was like really interested when ghost in the mirror comes on because it has like this spacey like all oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah dub reggae feel to it instead of like the the spastic like staccato it's still frantic it's still frantic but it it has especially with like there's a lot of um little wacky effects i'm pretty it's a lot of delay driven uh, guitar stuff yeah um which works really well um and the synths on here they're pretty sparse and and they're they're very subtle very subtle because Mm -hmm. with a song like goddamn where the fuck is it where is it where is it i know it uh hungry liars oh so good no, 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 not that one. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. It's spoke, still good. Almost it, it is track good. on here. It is. No, every song is fucking great. Yeah. It's a, a Golden Radical. That's the one. That one where the guitar was replaced entirely by synths, but they're barely there. Yes. <laughs> it's mostly just a bass drum, uh, bass drums and vocal song. It, it is minimal and adds to the, like, yeah, there's just a few songs that feel like very, very, like, paranoid and, like, um, I, f- I, I may be stretching here, but I, I do feel like, you know, after 9-11, there was like kind of this like angsty uncertainty where like 90s, like late 90s was this like excess new metal, right? Oh, yeah. A lot, yeah. And now you have people who are like kind of kind of jittery, like the music. And that's mentioned the death of rock pretty much. Yeah. At least in the mainstream. But. Uh, another interesting tidbit about this record, Tyler Moss, co-founder and editor of Milwaukee Record, or M- Milwaukee Record, I'm sure it's Milwaukee Record, uh, he cites this album as 
the reason he moved to Milwaukee. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like that guy. Huge fan. Yeah. Huge fan, which is interesting. Like, I get it. I get it. Like, I hear this. I'm like, that's a, this is a fucking fan maker. Like, and we, we, we briefly mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to harp on it for a, a while. The closer, be the lighting. I can't not smile when I hear that song. There's something about it. Just fucking, there's just a perfect resonance of my soul. (laughs) That song's so good. It could also be an opener in a different universe. It has the same kind of epicness to it. Yeah. And it, uh, it's not short. I don't remember. I remember being kind of long. How long is that motherfucker? Uh, of course we can't find it unless you pull up the actual track because there's no info anywhere. Give me, um, unless I can find it right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's six minutes. That's what I I remembered. It's, it's the lengthiest song on on the album obviously doesn't feel like it at all but it still has so much building build so much build up and epicness to it where it, it is the perfect fucking closer for this album mm-hmm. i mean like I, I was so convinced that rotten river was gonna be like the best song on the album because it's fucking fantastic it's super paranoid super dark yeah uh, amazing bass lines and, and like the uh the guitar, the, those guitars really remind me of like some East Bay Ray shit mm. with like a like an evil surf kind of thing, really like spooky, eerie surf. Mm-hmm. And then Be the Lightning comes on and just makes me cry almost. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Ah. I was I was kind of taken aback by ghouls because mm. it's very Mars Volta like. Oh, the the that type of minor key, that kind of almost spooky sounding. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I was just yeah. like, man, this, like, yeah, every every riff is interesting in its own different way on here, and like, to do that on a debut album is yeah. This sounds like a, a bunch of seasoned dudes. Um, I mean, they they were in other bands, obviously, and Acarso was they were very impressive. Mm-hmm. From the little bit that I've heard, so it's not surprising, but it does have like the chemistry of like a fully realized thing. Okay, which is which is hard to. To pull off with no with a debut album for sure yeah god damn both our best and personal favorites i mean if you have any passing interest in indie or or noise rock it, yeah it's if just you, fucking flawless if you like that whole like moving units rapture um death from above i have no experience with any of those bands yeah so you're you're coming from that angle i'm just coming from straight early 90s late 80s noise rock both sides if you're coming from any of those either of those yeah it it works hell yes hell yes uh but we got a couple more we got a few more everybody all right so you ready i am not because i'm gonna talk real slowly real slowly this one all right was released in 2007 (laughs) this is soft skeletons This is such a kooky opener. It feels a little more, a little more sleek. A little bit. It's a little bit less chaotic. Yeah. It's also more, it feels more riff oriented than, um, I mean, it is more riff oriented because the last one had a lot of proggy elements. I, was, I remember my first listen, I was like, this doesn't feel like an opener. And I was like, it's good. I like it. It has some... I mean, I lo- this is crazy. I love this riff. But I take it back on, se- on the second listen. Like, yeah. I like this as an opener. So this, yeah. that right there, yeah, that progression, and then when it goes back into the right here, super '80s new wave, but with noise rock and indie. Yeah, it's like it's like noisy indie new wave. I love yeah. it. I love this song. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Yeah, this feels like it's kind of like it's in second gear for me, and I want it in fourth. I like it. I like it uh, a lot. I and. and First listen, I was like, okay, it's not as it's not the first album. It's definitely not the first album. Uh, and I was a little like, all right, it's still good. I still like it a lot. Second listen, separating it from the first album, I mm-hmm. think is a fucking awesome album. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like every song in here as well. 
Also to clear up, because the Wikipedia is confusing and it makes it seem like Steve Albini produced He did this, not. He did not produce no. this. It was recorded at Electrical, Electrical Audio. It was clarified by, by Nathan himself. He says, Greg was the engineer for that session at, at Electrical Audio. Um, yeah, the wiki, it says it was at Steve Albini's Electrical Audio, but it, it doesn't say like the, by the, so-and-so at, like, yeah, it, it's just one of the it's things. It's worded weird, but, uh, he's just uh, synonymous with that studio, uh, so people don't really separate it. It's a big difference. Uh, not that this album sounds bad. This album sounds fucking great. Um, it sounds as good as the last one. Um, yeah, I, <clears throat> this felt like, I don't know, I, I don't know if I'm this, like, having trouble separating like that, like, I loved that, like, paranoid energy to the first album and this is this is different for sure the paranoid energy is gone 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 yes forever for this yes and uh it's not so still like hints here and there like that main riff is pretty spazzy for sure it's it's kooky i like it a lot i think it's it's very good but overall there's way more like i don't i have i don't have a good word for it but regularness to it Well, well yeah like the um the title track, it's very like it's very full, very full. and bright. Love it compared yeah. to like uh, well, the, that song with the synth we were talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, golden. I already forgot the name of the fucking song. The professional golden, golden, golden racket, radical. It, yeah. So this is like very full and bright sounding. A lot of it is that, um, and then I do like the title track. It's it's right in the middle of the the album but it is the biggest song both mm-hmm. in length and production it's very like you said full and it's very very wide uh and it goes all over the place i i it, i like it in that place on the album too like it kind of could have been a closer type thing but i'm glad it's not i th- i think i enjoyed the back half of this more than the the first half um nobody dies is probably like my favorite song on here oh that song does fucking rule i mean it's like so that that was one where on first listen i was like like i like these are all strong songs mm-hmm. uh but it's it's like it's not just not as good as the, the last one but then what i ended up realizing like, no this is still fucking fast like that last album was just special yeah. like that was just a special fucking album which is yeah that's rare uh but this is like I love that. that song is fucking amazing. Um, filthy information is yeah. unlike anything they'll do before or after. It's a very like unique song in their in their discography. I think um, I didn't like that on first listen. That was the only song I didn't like on first listen. Won me over second listen. Yeah, yeah. It, it does feel like uh, stretching the creative muscles a little bit there. Mm. Like this seeing what what can we do do something a little bit different there. Um, as I don't want to say it wrong, so I'm gonna double check. But shook how shake down. Shook how shake down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Crazy vocal performance on there. Oh dude, he's like he's basically a siren. Yeah. I don't mean the fucking nice singing ones. I mean like a fucking ambulance. I, I, it's great. It's he's great. not gonna seduce you. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what it reminds me? What it reminds me of? Uh, what song is it? It's uh the most abrasive song on. Uh, homogenesis from bjork oh god I, I, it's the one where she's doing that fucking distorted siren bullshit yeah yeah, yeah. like it's it reminded me of that yeah, like yeah. it's very it's very fucking i like it um it's no it's no birthday bjork uh, wait which one's that that was the uh, sugar cube that was okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> sorry uh, i digress that's so yeah sugar shakedown great energy super super great bass lines and drums and that's one one consistent thing i will have i mean this, shane shane is fucking unbelievable yeah uh, he's fantastic the whole way through and even even nathan's like it's hard to distinguish it because the bass is just so so up front but it's a uh, bass driven band for sure but you'll hear in like little bits here and there it, 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 it even like on the um, i forget which song it was an intro on the last album where it was just like a quick little fucking hammer on pull off guitar riff that nathan did i was like oh shit this dude can play he mm-hmm. just chooses to do this noisy clangy stuff yeah which is it's i mean it obviously fits the stuff but like they they can all do they can all do very well <laughs> if they they needed to um where am i where am i where am i um I don't know. Like, like those are those are kind of the highlights. Well, from- the, the riffs have definitely taken a hit, and again, it's because they're not as 
It's a different dark, type of music it, now. Well, this is still definitely recognizable as the same band. Yeah. You could see the, the riffs changing. Like, the, they're, they're more... You know, I, I kind of... Almost I, accessible, but go on. I kind of get why they did it, because, you know, all those other bands I named, this, like, reference that was, like, going on... Like, there was no shortage of bands that sounded like that at the time. But, you know, sitting here in the future with hindsight, it feels and maybe maybe there are bands doing it. It doesn't feel like something people are returning to or doing as much now. No, no, no. Which I think also makes that that first album stand out even even more to me. Yeah, the people have definitely moved on to all kinds of different stuff. But I mean, I was surprised that these guys changed so drastically within their short discography, too. Yeah. I, I kind of get it, like, surveying, the, and, you know, I'm just saying that as someone, like, listening from mm-hmm. the outside. It could it could be for anything, really. Right. But. <clears throat> it's, it's, a, it's a decent hunch. Uh, what else? What else? Yeah, yeah, so that's the thing. Like, it's still recognizable as the same band, but the riffs are, are, are different. They're, they're not as dark. They're not as pissed off and evil sounding mm-hmm. anymore. They're not as paranoid, like we said. Uh, in a way, it's more accessible. In a way, it is more accessible. Uh but is it more memorable? I say no. No. I say no, even though I still do really like this song. Yeah. But we're moving on. Yes. We're moving on. We got two more. So the first line of change, uh, this next album, uh, see, you, now you've got fucking um, Christopher Mag... These names! Christopher Mad... 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 Russell. Medic? Medic? M-A-E-D-K-E. It's easier to spell it than it is to fucking yeah. say it. Anyway, this guy, uh, there was a, a brief little thing about, about this guy here. Um, so he's only on this, on this album and what was, what happened? He was, uh, wait, 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 no, no, I can't read this out. Hold on. Wait a minute. Okay. So he, what Tom was doing here in the notes, he's, he's doing fucking the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon of call me lighting to other bands. Yeah. So I guess, uh, I guess Christopher played in Niche, and Niche was is connected to Black Tusk, who John Baisley from Baroness did the album to. Yep, I got that. I got that one. What you do the album? Oh really? Yeah. Wait, how is it? Who are they? Uh, Black Tusk. Yeah, I don't. I never heard them. They're fun. They're great. Um, I haven't looked them up in a while. Maybe we should cover them because they're front. Man died a few years oh, back. I don't know if they decided to continue or not, but it's this great like caveman metal shit. Holy but, shit! Yeah, and I, I'm assuming the the cover art is amazing. Oh yeah, that dude is John Baisley is one of the most yeah fucking you don't even incredible. Need to, you don't even need to see it. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. Why is he so goddamn talented at everything? <laughs> oh, I hate him. I love him. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, you have a new bass player. Uh, this is a few few years later, and now we got. Hold on. Here we go. Uh, 2010s. When I am gone, my blood will be free. So there's a couple things glaringly apparent out the gate with this song and this album, really. And that is a thing that will continue to the end, and especially on this album. This is just rock. It's ringing. It's ringing. Where everything before was clangy and stop and start and snappy. They're hitting big wide notes. It's bigger, it's wider. It's rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know if we said it, but I believe they named themselves after a Who song. Yes. I never, not once, did I think about the Who until this. This, yeah. That's a great intro for for an album, though. That just that whole intro section. And I do quite like this song. that that's so much fucking trumpets dude fucking trumpets that made me think of uh trail of dead oh 
This is such a jubilant, triumphant song. I mean, the whole. Don't, no. don't, don't diminish it yet. <laughs> don't, because going in blind, this is like, oh, fucking hell yeah. This is so, I feel happy. Yeah. Also, Nathan sounds like fucking Jelly Offer now. I was thinking more like folk. I mean, just like the, the wiggliness of his okay. voice. That's necessarily the style. Because he's singing now. He's not doing his fucking noise rock shit. Yeah. Okay. No, this, um... Very different sounding band. Yes, this album and the next one, for the most part, are triumphant sounding albums. And that's why we're least favorite. This one. This one, 100%. Oh, wow. Uh, this one, I, uh, I was confused by this one. We were so close. Close. <laughs> I, I was confused by this one because that song comes out like oh they're they're expanding they're doing something different they're they're fucking branching out adding new layers no they just replaced their style with this type of song yeah. for the whole album <laughs> yeah that's i i agree that that is the the issue um yeah this is like feels more like classic rock like garage rock while also making me think of like more trail of dead than like dancey the dancing yeah, is that's completely gone you know what fucking a lot of and they don't sound like this but i was getting weird flashbacks of the pogues in in the in the I writing said, i said that on which is the military sounding one bronze hell the, the, <laughs> no the fog the fog the fog that I, said, I I wrote that exactly as well. Yeah, the fuck? I got fucking Pogues flashbacks. It's there. the style of writing. It's the type of riffs. First of all, this entire album, except for one song, there's only one song, except for Follow Me, which I also don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every song is super duper happy, happy, major key. Yes. Every single song feels the same. And not just in the, the way it's written, in the actual presentation where it's big, giant, loud, ringy. Uh, so ultimately, it's like... You take each of these songs individually. I think they're probably fine. A lot of them I actually do like. As a whole album, I feel like I'm listening to the same song over and over again. I would agree with that. It's especially, yeah. One, it's like your in- the intro is so like unique and crazy, and then yeah. this is like I'm sure there's an audience for it. I'm sure there's 100%. people who I think like people this. People really like this song. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fans of this band like I think like all their albums. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, but like the fog, I. I was like, okay, I can hear like that 60s, 70s rock influence, but, uh, you know, with acoustic guitars and then it kind of escalates into this. It sounds big, like mandolins in there. I don't, uh, am I? Or maybe whatever the fuck the pokes use, whatever super duper Irish sound. We, yeah, give a little taste of that some bitch. Whoops. I wish I had a, I wish I knew what was actually on there, but I, I couldn't find anything. Should I fast forward a little? Or? Uh, we can just talk over it. Timp- nope. Timpani is a drum. That is not a type of string instrument. Yeah, it's not on here. That. No. It's, it's probably... Maybe it's a capo guitar. It could be just a capo on a, on a guitar. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's very high. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know. Well, we heard but, it. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And it's also... It, it's also integrated in the mix as, when the song gets big and giant too. Yeah. It's, it's a prominent part of the song. Um, where are we? God damn, I can't get to my notes. Um, I do enjoy old cactus though. Do you? I do because it's the heaviest thing on here and it just stands out a bit more. It's, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I'm like, that's, that's neat. I, I don't love it. It's, it's neat though. And then, well, before we move on, uh, on that song, Nathan really, really reminds me of fucking Perry Farrell from James Addiction. There, just, just the, just the scream, the yeah. same type of scream. Even a little bit of the, the vocal lines too, which I know. Even though I, I think Perry Farrell was a huge, huge piece of garbage, I do like his voice. Yeah, I, I, it's not, it's not an insult in any way. It's a compliment. But the oh yeah, go. What was the last thing? Oh, I was gonna say I, I do like the one-two punch of Old Cactus and then Follow Me. I like the like thumping bass drum with that the the bass line and and follow me seems like a you know fun song to experience live it is a fun song it's the only like i said before it's the only song that it's not in a major key Mm -hmm. but uh i i i hate that main (laughs) 
like I actually do quite like the chorus a lot. Like, yeah. Like, but the main riff it feels like two generic riffs smashed together mm. <laughs> into one mm. big like. Oh, okay, it's not. It's just not for me. However, uh, like I'm like I love the 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 opening track. What the fuck is it called? I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, Call to the Call Throne. To the and then the closer. It's literally right in front of me. <laughs> uh, and the closer. We never left. I think they're two best songs on, yeah. the, on the record. Like we never left is a solid fucking song. And again, it's another super upbeat triumphant major key song but it's just fucking more i don't know i can't say more consistent but it's just more memorable better riffs uh more hooky overall and it's it is long it is a it's a very lengthy song but i don't know man i, I just i just duck it but i don't i don't hate anything on here nor do i, I. I when listening to it i was just like oh they're just doing something different yes Again. They're doing something different that I happen to not be a fan of. But even then, like I, I can get on board with any style, any genre, if the writing is is it keep me engaged. I would think I don't like against me, but Oh the band? It, yeah, me. I kind of yeah. got some of like those vibes. A little bit. Yeah. I can get what you're saying. I don't hate the band, but they're not yeah. they're again, they're not for me. Yeah. Too much in the folky and every song has the same kind of like you need a sappy emotional thing. Yeah. yeah. The giant sing along chorus is like those are great fucking sporadically. Like when you're not expecting them, they're coming like, oh shit, there's a big giant moment. Mm -hmm. When it's in every song, it just becomes a style of song. Yes. And I don't know. I I, I like to be surprised. Um, and ultimately, yeah, it's just the the lack of uh weirdness. Variation, variation weirdness and feel. The the, mm -hmm. the feel is is what I care about the most when it, when it comes to listening to full records. This man loves his feel. Oh, dude, dude. You could give him extra tracks on a CD, he'll be like How's it flow? How's a, how's a flow? Mm, no, give me less tracks, better flow. Dude, less tracks, some better, less tracks, better flow. You gotta go less tracks, better flow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my my personal uh, least, uh, worst and least favorite. Uh, but if you like, if you like this fucking, uh, like the more happy like dappy kind of genre, uh, happy dappy, yeah. indie, folky, noisy. Yeah, it, it's not a terror. It's not a bad album. But it's just, uh, I think the weakest. Not for us. But we got one more, and we already know how Alex feels, but yes. we got one more. <laughs> so, you ready? I'm ready. This is 2014's Human Hell. Oh, so, I skipped over that info. Ah, oh, fuck. We can talk. We can I'll, I'll, talk yeah, because there's, uh, there's actual quotes from Nathan about the last album, which I'll... Oh, oh, oh that's... Yeah. yeah. Damn. That's probably going to change tabs, and all of a sudden it's not in front of me, therefore it doesn't exist anymore. Um, feels like the tempo is a little more picked up on this one. Yes, it is. The, the last one, everything felt the same tempo. Also, clangy guitars. Mm -hmm. A little bit of the, the earlier style is on here. But made me think about, like, the hives. Man, I don't know any of these bands. I stayed you never away. listened I stayed to the Hives? I, in passing, again, it's like, I, I stayed away from all those bands in the early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, like, the the dancing bands I was talking about definitely felt like a fallout of the White Stripes, the Strokes, the Hives. All bands that I, I don't, not a fan of, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, the Strokes are fine, but it's not for me again. I got like three or four strokes albums um, I'm far. I think it's universal that no one can deny the first one. I think it's yeah. like pretty like no one, even if you don't like them, just give, you gotta give it up. It's called This Is It. This Is It. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same about Faith and More. The real thing, dude. The real thing. It's the real thing. It's the real thing. So I do, I do like the song a lot. Uh, so yeah, this came out 2000. It is funny that it came out like 2014, yeah. a bit after that, but. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna lower it. Uh, and then, yeah, Orsley's favorite. Okay, but before we go into that, yes, I have the, to get I, the quotes. I, I fucked up because I, I I clicked off the notes. Uh, in regards to rec recording of the last album, the previous one, uh, Nathan said that. Well, they recorded it at Key Club Recording uh, in uh, ben, ben Harbor, Michigan, which was owned by Bill Skibb and Jessica Ruff, Rufflins. Uh, it says that's that's where they recorded the, uh, the first record as well. <clears throat> uh, and they brought Greg, Greg Norman from Electrical Audio and and um, Soft Skeletons to 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 engineer them on that one as well. Uh, so the album was mixed by our old friend John uh, Congleton of the band The Paper Chase, who has since gone on to become well known for producing St. Vincent, Future Islands, Angel Olsen, etc. So, again, like nice. the, the random connections between these guys and everybody, essentially. 
I wish I could dance like the guy from Future Islands one day. Dude, I was listening to, uh, I was listening to, uh, I, I think it was a Dad Meat podcast, which is a great podcast y'all should listen to. Uh, Philly guys, Philly comedians. And, or it might've been Mad Shane's Secret Podcast. Either way, Philly guys, great comedians. Either way, uh, they brought up Future Islands. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this took his band. And then they brought up, hey, dude, you need to look up their appearance on David Letterman. Yep. And then they started going into the, the actual performance on David Letterman. They said all the exact same things that we said when you first showed yeah. me. Everything. Like, no word for, no, for word. Yes. You all got to see it, dude. <laughs> it's fucking, it's unbelievable. It's so great. I love that guy. <laughs> dude. Yeah. I, you know what? I like, I think I dislike Future Islands live more than I like their albums. Well, yeah, because yeah. of that fucking insane the, ape of a singer, dude. Does, throws metal. Oh, right, we're, oh yeah. it's crazy. He throws metal vocals into these pop songs yeah. for no reason. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. If, if you guys have never heard. Anyway. Look up the Letterman yes, performance. You got yeah. it. You got it. Anyway, back to this. Why is it your, your worst least favorite? So, um... The f- fatigue mostly. Okay. Um, I feel like they ch- they changed it up every time, and and even though I not a fan of the current direction or the third one, like the third one was, you know, it's like relatively new, and then this is like the first time an album just feels like a continuation of a previous album for sure. A hundred percent. So it's like I already didn't love that album, and now we're this kind of. Staying, staying in the same it. pool for sure yeah. however i think it's a better album i think it's a more consistent album i think it has more interesting songs overall uh, w- one thing i should know before it, uh production has taken a hit production has absolutely taken so. a hit um this the one sound- well the, the drum specifically and that's the first way to tell if production has taken a hit is listen to the drums uh this one was recorded and mixed by the by Shane by the drummer, mm-hmm. which I find unusual that the drums sound the worst, and the drummer is the one that <laughs> he mixed fucked it. himself over. Fucked himself over. Uh, everyone still sounds incredible, of course, but and again, it's not like a, a bad sounding record. It's just compared to because the, the last three sound amazing. Yeah, let me say something nice because Nathan is a nice man. He's a nice man. Um, the most triumphant guitar mini Thin Lizzy ass solo ever on. All your dreams are dead. That song is great. I'm going to play it. Yeah. Ah. Not a lot of no, no guitar harmonies, oh, but sorry. But, uh, but it is you could. This would fit in with Black Rose for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it does have that that Irishness to it. I do like that song quite a bit. Mm. It's very fun. Um, But like, I mean, like the last one, it it is the whole thing is more major key, happy, big, Mm -hmm. ringy, loud. Uh, Again, like you said, continuation of the last style. But I do like the songs a lot more. Like, not the one. I I really like that one. I I think that's fucking great. it's just like the rest, and but still, like, it's still fucking great. I love some big, like rolling, like tom yeah. snare stuff, but I feel like it kind they kind of go to that well a little, little too much. Too much. Oh, too much drum stuff for oh, oh too here. much drums. Oh, no, for, for the Mastodon fan. Uh, oh, there's too much for you. You mean, you mean the guy who can't fucking contain his drum rolls into one bar? He has to finish oh. them into the neck. Oh, you like Broad Daler, but this is oh, oh okay, oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, um, so yeah, like it's cool on Never Coming Home Again. Okay, okay, and then um, I'm just you like, got you got by, by, by pigeon blood by pigeon blood pigeon blood is fucking so good with with that drum shit. Yeah, it's so, I mean, and the buildup is fantastic too. But those drums, that's the reason I like the song is because yeah. of those crazy ass drums. Yeah, but uh, another thing, excellent play. I will say, excellent playing though. Excellent playing. Yeah, uh, live forever. It's appropriate because I feel like I heard that Shut. song a hundred times <laughs> by the time it came. What makes that song great, Alex? You son of a bitch. Hey, we bounced each other out here. You didn't like the last one. I didn't like this one. Yeah. The reason that song, I think that song is great. Yeah. Uh, I'll admit the rest of the, the whole the song as a whole isn't the most mind blowing thing ever. That vocal line in the verse mm-hmm. is so creative and it's a, it's, 
So you take the main riff. I want to ask you to put on in a second. So oh, okay. cue it up. So like the main riff is not, it's, again, it's, it's stuff that. You got a time it, stamp for that, buddy? I, uh, <laughs> I don't, but it is the verse, so it should come on pretty, pretty soon. Okay. So you kind of expect vocal lines to do a certain thing when you hear a riff you've heard before. That, oh, sorry. This riff nice. does not do that. Mm-hmm. It go, those vocals go in a, in a direction I was not expecting them to go, and that, that I find it to be fucking delightful. All right. Not, not this, but not this part. Yeah. I was this all gonna say like uh, another example of a more like. I love that. That is a, that is a, that's almost like an ice cream truck melody to me. It, uh, I I'm not like comparing to this. Um, okay, you're good. Reminds me a bit of uh, Modest Mouse too. That's a band that I think I actually would like. I never, never gave them a fair shot. Oh, they have some. There's like two albums that bangers, bangers for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the way him and I think the guy's name in Modest Mouse is Isaac Brock. Very like Isaac uh, Brock Obama. Uh, yep. Um, almost like male Bjorks, where they're they're kind of broken. Yeah, but they're you know. They can do it, yeah, on demand. So. Very nice. Um, was the last thing? Last thing I'll, I'll mention. Uh, our time is over. I think is like the first song in a while to bring down the energy. Uh, it is pretty boring. I like it. It's on. Yeah. The, it's. Uh. I don't think it's bad at all. It's a little on the sappy side, but uh, and it's also one thing I, I don't like is that it's it's the first song to bring down the energy, and it comes on so late in the album that it doesn't really. Uh, I don't think it helps the pacing all that much. Um, let me tell you what I was impressed by. What did? Did you survive? Really? I think it's a great closer. I think it's one of their weakest closers. I think it's, oh, I, I think think it's, it's their great. weakest closer. I think it's a good closer. It's a, it's one of the, yeah, one of the highs for me. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Okay. I was kind of checked out, but this song. All right. Fair this enough. Song, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, one, another, another interesting, interesting thing. Uh, this, this article was put up by the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I think it was around the time of this this album's released. Some of the funniest and like most endearing things about this band that I did not realize and we, we would never realize just by listening to the album. Sure. So this is okay. So I'm going to read this verbatim. Uh, it's written by uh, Piet Levy. Uh, it's the only local band in the last two years that declined an invitation to perform in the Journal Sentinels Tap Sentinels Tap Milwaukee Studios for its soundcheck local band profile and video series. Drummer Shane. You know his last name. Suggested it was because performing in front of video cameras would be too intimidating, even for the seasoned band. While bassist Tyler uh, Chikoral suggested the main problem was scheduling. So already, yeah, they're a little nervous, and that's super endearing. <laughs> but there's more. When asked to supply a band picture, Hockstetler said that aside from a photo composite taken during a show, there wasn't one of the current lineup, even though it's been together for four years. <laughs> Continue. Uh, this is uh, the the current the basis for this album, Tyler. Uh, it's kind of stupid, Chikorl said. We've tried doing the promo picks a number of times and never ended up digging one. It can be nerve-wracking. Uh, but despite its resistance to self-promotion, people praise the band anyway. One of the final tasks of the already... Uh, so he goes on to just kind of, kind of gush a little bit. So th- they are nervous in front of cameras. They can't take a band photo. They don't agree to do anything <laughs> and uh, so I've, oh, uh, they also got a fucking burger named after them from, oh, yeah. yeah called uh, what was it called called meat lightning uh, smothered with chili con carne and pepper jack cheese and fried jalapenos sounds good uh, according to Coral, it was awesome and that's a dream to inspire cheeseburgers uh, it is so uh, Clearly, I love these guys as guys yeah <laughs> like, guys guys yeah guys 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 boys but uh, anyway we're the boys up to these days. Well, so to final thought, Alex is the worst, least favorite. Yes. You get it. Still not bad. Check him out. Rad. Okay. So, uh, so they, I don't know why they broke up. There's no one for, like, we didn't, I didn't get any information of how or why they broke up, but I do know that uh, Nathan and Shane went out to, that explains it. They went to form a new band. It's literally right in front of me called Bad Grades, uh, but they only put out one digital track on Bandcamp called What'd You Do? And then they also... Uh, Nathan also started another band in, uh, wait, no, no, they didn't. No, no, no. I'm, I'm mistaken. The, 
the last update was like a like new merch post, I think on in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it is pretty much just sort of fizzled out. Went out to do other stuff. Um, Bill Kutch went out to, to play keyboard on uh, Bacon Eggs, Bacon and Eggs Deer by Bald Ego in 2021. Uh, Christopher, I'm going to say Russell because I can't pronounce the first part of his hyphen last name. Uh, he's only been in a few bands since Call Me Lightning, but uh, nothing super recent. And then uh, Nathan said that at the moment, Shane runs a recording studio in Milwaukee called Howl Street Recordings and plays drums on various projects. Tyler occasionally tours with a Graham Hunt band. And Nathan himself has a few projects going on in Chicago because he he moved from Milwaukee in 2009, but nothing active at the moment. Uh, and then uh, Tom, our buddy Tom, the fucking goat at this point, he's the fucking goat of the show already, <laughs> says uh, he's, he wants to get props to Nathan because uh, we're, we're a super nice guy. He graciously answered all my questions and seemed genuinely delighted that, that we were going to be featuring Call Me Lightning. So hats off to him. I couldn't agree more. Hell yeah. And so thank you so much, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I also apologize. <laughs> I... I'm sorry. I mean, for, I'm not sorry. I feel how I feel. I still love the fucking band. I mean, how, what else can you want? I love the fucking band. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so I mean, recap, that's pretty much it. Uh, all right. So I, this pulling up, so I don't say it wrong. Okay. Best personal favorite, the trouble we're in. Boy, oh boy. I just, let me tell you when you're blindsided by an album that you just, love especially working on this podcast what a oh, treat yeah. and then our least favorite human hell and that's, that's the end of that that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> that's the end of that because nathan it is too nice well it's too nice no no we we explained our reasons yeah. it's not a style uh for me same trouble we're in 2004 best personal favorite one of the best fucking I'm going to call it noise rock because that's what it registers in my brain as even though I guess it's indie. I don't know. You just fucking indie it, dance stuff. It, I'm going to make I'm going to make Mike listen to some of that shit. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's fucking you're going to see Mike on an LCD. Dude, and we dance like a fucking douchebag with my fucking eyes closed. He's going to be there. I'm, I might. <laughs> uh, and Worsley's favorite. When I'm gone, my blood will be free. Just the beginning of a style that I wasn't too hot on, uh, but, but not bad on its own. Just not in a variation for me. But thank you so much for listening and watching. Thank you, Drew, for suggesting this band for us. It's, this is a fucking what a, what a beautiful combination and culmination of things to just land in place. That's the universe doing its fucking work, baby. Oh That's yeah, what that is. Yeah, oh, I love it. So thank you, buddy, and thanks for sticking with us and always hanging out. Uh, he says he's a fucking mensch. He's a he's a real one. Drew is a fucking real one. If you want to support us, please, for love of God, like the video, if you like the video, share with your buddies, leave comments, talk shit if you want, don't really care, subscribe if you want to do that. Just please, please make that little algorithm happy because it will keep us down. It'll keep us down and we don't want to be down. You can find a Spotify playlist on Call Me Lightning, a link in the description. We got a place associated with all the episodes. Find them all at everyalbumember.com. Patreon.com, baby. Patreon.com slash every album ever. Bonus episodes, all kinds of bonus episodes. The Loose Ends episodes. There's, a, there's another one we just posted on there. Uh, by the time this comes out, it's probably been out for a while. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> there's a bunch there. There's a ton of Loose Ends episodes there. Uh, you get 20% off all of our merch. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next. Got to put up another poll. Uh, hopefully, by the time this comes out, there should be another poll up. And uh, if you're tier two, if you're tier two, then you actually get to request artists for us. Jump that line because we have too many goddamn requests. We can't take any more. But if you're on Patreon, if you're tier two, we do it. We do it without asking questions. And if you're if you're stuck, if you're stubbed, then all of your other suggestions will get put in our Patreon poll. And then we pick those up whenever we need more bands to cover. Uh, so it's a good step. It's good stuff. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at Panda Monkey. You can follow Alex at Mother Puncture on Instagram. And you can f- make sure to please follow our fucking goat Tom Osman on Instagram at Tom Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Tom Osman Sounds. Uh, definitely, definitely elevated this episode. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Fucking this turned Mike into Rob Zombie for a few. What? <laughs> Sorry. See, my my Stone Cold, Stone Cold, my Stone Cold and Rob Zombie are the same. It's the same person. Uh, also follow Substack at Tom Osmond's. Whatever comes next, because uh, he writes about music and he's very good at it. And uh, also, you got to check out his record. His full length record. So much for all in day's work on Spotify, all the places. You can find links to all of his stuff in the description as well. So do that, do that, do that. But we are done here. Yes. So. 
closing song. I'm going to ask you if you want to do Rotten River. I was going to go the one after. I'm fine with that, too. We got to go be the okay. lightning. All right. That one yeah. is too fucking good, man. You know what? As long as it's any song off this album, I'm fine with it. Yes. So, yes. Hell yeah. So this is Be the Lightning. Thank you all so much for listening and watching. See ya. Yeah.